0: You're listening to episode 14 of the Broken Glass Podcast, being authentic and building community with Jess Garcia. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Today's episode is with Jess Garcia of Springwood Productions, a company that specializes in the production of video for clients in music and business. This episode was a lot of fun because this was the first in-person episode I've ever done. Jess came over to my apartment and we chatted about everything from how she started in music and film to mindset, finding community, pivoting in your career, and how being authentic to yourself is so important today. But before we jump into the episode, if you haven't checked out the website recently, then head on over to brokenglassmediallc.com. I updated the website to include a page with my favorite tools, and from there you can find my favorite business and productivity, travel, and wellness tools. I'm adding more and more each day, so be sure to check back to find more of what I love to use in my business and in my personal life. You can access it at brokenglassmediallc.com slash favorite tools. It can be hard to manage your personal wellness when you're jumping from your full-time job to a gig or side hustle. So if you're looking for ways to easily manage your personal wellness while hustling in the music industry, then be sure to sign up for the five-day challenge at brokenglassmediallc.com slash managing personal wellness. Each day for five days, you'll receive an email around one of the pillars of wellness with tips on how to make small changes for a big impact in your wellness. Not a lot of you know this about me, but my first step into entrepreneurship was with a jewelry and lifestyle company, Chloe and Isabel. Over four years ago, I joined Chloe and Isabel to learn how to run my own business with the support of an empowering company. Throughout the time I have been with the company, their mission of empowering women has never strayed, and it empowered me to step forward with Broken Glass Media. Chloe and Isabel has affordable pieces whether you're going for a rocker chic look, whether you need a bold statement necklace for an award ceremony, or if you just want a simple piece for the office. Visit com slash boutique slash Christy Jacobson to find your look today. One more quick note before we jump into the episode. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on iTunes or your preferred platform. It helps to connect us to more women in music. And if you write a review, you might hear it here on the podcast. And now, here's Jess Garcia. All right, so we have Jess Garcia here. And this is actually uh, our unique podcast episode because I have Jess with me today.
1: Actually sitting in the flesh. Yes,
0: in the room. <laughs> um, so let's just kind of dive right in. Um, so just kind of tell me a little bit about yourself and what you are doing now.
1: That's a great question. Um, a lot has happened in the past year. Um, first of all, um, I own a music industry focused video production company called Springwood Productions. Um, I've been doing that for it's crazy to say, 10 years now. Um, for me, that just feels nuts. Um, I started it right out of college as a music production company. I got my degree in music production from a small community college. And um, in my last semester in college, I kind of fell into film thanks to a professor who practically pushed me. <laughs> and um, it's, a, it's a fun story, so I'll tell it quickly. Um, but he basically called me into his office had noticed that my transcripts had no video or, or film, mm-hmm. um, in it whatsoever and, um, encouraged me to take a film class. And at the time I was right about to graduate and I didn't want to have to pay for anything else. And, um, and he said, if money's the only issue, I'll pay for the class. And I was completely floored by that. Cause he said, you know, you're one of my best students and I can't see you go out into the AB world and not know any B. Um, and then he, um, wrote a letter to the dean and got me into a a four-year class that I needed, like, all these prerequisites for. So it was kind of crazy. And because of that class, um, my final film ended up being a musical. Um, and I was stoked. And it kind of introed me into this world that I had no idea that I had a skill set in, you know, for storytelling. And, um, very quickly, my company turned into, um, doing more video i had to make a decision between another compressor or a camera you know (laughs) and i was like oh and and i made the decision obviously and um it's been one of the best decisions i ever made um i left my job um i had a full-time job right out of college doing um audio post-production for conferences and managing software all that techie stuff Mm -hmm. and um left that job after five years and so i've been doing this for uh for full, full time, um, for four and a half years now.
0: So that's awesome. Yeah. You know. And especially if someone believe in you, like, mm-hmm. you know, really recognize that you have the talent and, you know, that's something that you need to it support is cool you through it. You I'm know? still
1: connected with him, you know, that's, um, yeah. he, he and I spoke on the phone about in the past year and he was interested in having me help write and produce a track and possibly come on board to do video. And it's just really cool to have someone who, I mean, has so many accolades, um, notice it in you, notice something special in you and you can't even see it in yourself. You're not even willing to invest $300 in something in a class, you know, and it really changed my life. I mean, it it got me the opportunity. I went to China for the second time to work with orphans and I brought the camera that I just bought. And then through that, I got the opportunity to go to Ethiopia for a month and shoot documentary footage, and then came back and said, how can I use this for the music industry? And that was like my first introduction into really doing video and film professionally. And people started to offer to pay me. And so I realized, oh, I'm worth something. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, um, yeah, maybe I should consider doing this more, you know? And that was hard because for a musician and producer, it was kind of hard to take my energy that I'd been putting into this thing. That It wasn't that I wasn't good at it. I was good at it. Mm-hmm. But everyone in the grandmother could record someone, you know? Right. But telling a story through film, there was just something so addictive. And I could help musicians. I could help music mm-hmm. be told.
0: Still be involved yes. in that, that piece of it. Absolutely.
1: So. And we've carved out a niche for ourselves because of it you know I have brought on I've got a great team I've got a business partner my brother has worked for me for the past five years as well and anyone that's involved with Springwood it's kind of it used to be this little known secret but now I just kind of blast it to the world which is pretty much everyone involved with Springwood is a musician because we want people to have that relation to us like Mm -hmm. We want them to be able to understand our clients.
0: Yeah, well, it's connection, and then and then understanding too. Like, you know, you're not some just you know film producer attempting to tell a story through music. You really have that knowledge of that background, right? You understand the music and how to apply that. Because I've I've seen things
1: like someone watching a live video of something, and someone's going into a sick lead, mm -hmm. and they're focused on someone else's face like, in the video, and you're like, how are you (laughs) missing this? How did you miss this transition? You know, and by purely being a musician and understanding that that was coming, I was able to capture it, you know? And this is just a simple example of so many other things, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think also the way we shoot is very rhythmic, and um, I had to, I just kind of followed my gut early on and and was YouTube taught. I mean, I took one class. Right. That's it. (laughs) Everything else has been my intuition and um, just getting my hands on on it, you know?
0: Well, that's the best way to learn, too, is just to really sit down and do it. Absolutely. for me, that's learning how to, you know, do the podcasting. (laughs) I didn't even take a class. I bought a (laughs) microphone and I said, okay, how am I going to do this? And, you know, you just have to, you have to just do it, I think, you know? There's only so much you can learn in school and so much you can learn from books until you have to get out there. I not think that's anything with the music industry, whether it's, you know, production or songwriting, you know, you can learn theory, but can you apply it?
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. I think, you know, the one thing that I learned, I think it was probably two years into trying to do this, and I started to just not love the things I was making. And I didn't understand why. And it was because I was listening to other people too much. Mm. I wasn't listening to my gut. And something I learned, thank God, was to listen to my gut. The things that I just ran with and did that I didn't see anyone else do, people would be like, wow, that is Mm. awesome. How did you do that? Why did you do that? (laughs) And, and I realized I have to trust myself as an artist. Mm. And, you know, that's led me to the place where I'm, you know, DPing feature films. Like, to think that I was st- I was starting just here, you know, Right. and to move to this place—it's just, I don't know it's very humbling, you know, to be here, mm-hmm. um, be 32, and to say that I'm doing film, mm-hmm. in music, for a living is yeah. just crazy. And
0: here in Los Angeles too now, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's that. That's the little update about me as well. So um, I've been on the East Coast for the past 10, you know. Mm-hmm. 20 years of my life and um, I my wife and I decided to move here exactly um, in March of 2018 about a year ago um, and um, we moved in two days after Thanksgiving of 2018 so <laughs> we've been in Los Angeles for four months and um, I was shooting in a studio yesterday I've got clients out here already and it's but I would anyone that's considering moving to LA, It's interesting to me, um, I often say, and I heard this from Cameron Esposito, who's an amazing comedian, um, and she moved from Chicago, but she moved when she was 30. And she said, if I had moved when I was 20, I would not have been prepared for LA.
0: Oh, I feel the same way. I moved when I was 29, Mm -hmm. 2015, yeah. I was 29, and... I think if I had moved out here when I was 21, 22 after I graduated college, there's no way. Yeah. I needed that back home on the East Coast. Yep. I needed that experience before I came out here. Like, yeah, I love I, it here, I, but it's it's, it's definitely f- crazy. <laughs> I think the craziest thing for
1: me that I found is... So, it, on the East Coast, having a niche business, being a multifaceted person that excels in in musicianship as a singer and producing as well as doing film um, made me a unique person out there mm-hmm. right because because on the east Coast at least in my area the DMV area people mostly focused on one art right or right. one skill set and what made me, desirable and our company desirable was the fact that we were excellent at multiple things or that I was excellent at branding and marketing as well as the artistic side. Right. right? And when I've come out here, I've met so many multifaceted, brilliant people. Like I met um, a singer of a band like two weeks ago. I went to a new venue cause I'm still discovering the venues mm-hmm. out here and um, she's, does stained glass and woodworking and, um, edits like animation for like DreamWorks. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're amazing. And so is yeah. everyone else. And so it makes you have to like, just work at work right. and grind. And, and it's all about the network here. It's all about yes. who you know.
0: Exactly. That's what I yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how I got my job at Alfred. Um, it was the director of our grad program was the chief marketing officer at Alfred. Mm. And so I got accepted to the program and right after they had the opening, he sent out an email Well, they saw that I was going to meet in his program. So they asked me to come in for an interview. Oh, wow. So I, up until then I'd been applying for jobs and, you know, all over the place, every music company in LA you could think of. Yeah. I panicked. I was quitting my job. And I was moving completely across the country from New Jersey, goodness, to LA to go to grad school. It's a totally different world. How can I afford grad school yeah. and living? Because I'd been living at home up until that point too, right? Oh so man! Was, how can I do this? And it was a connection, and that's I yeah. found that everything in this industry here, especially here in LA, it's you really need to know people. And well, and I don't want it
1: to sound like <laughs> we didn't take a risk. Uh, um so it's interesting to say that cuz i just thought about it cuz sometimes we do this thing especially in this industry mm-hmm. where we just try to make everything sound perfect right like right. oh we're doing great <laughs> we're killing it you know what i mean Yeah. but the truth is it's a struggle always Yeah. and when my wife and i decided this the truth of why we just we decided this is my wife has a chronic illness called fibromyalgia mm. and um we couldn't do it anymore. We could not handle the East Coast anymore. Right. We had always intended to move here. Mm-hmm. I have family out here. I was born out here. But with my wife's condition, we couldn't have babies. Mm-hmm. We couldn't move forward as our in our relationship, right. in our lives. And we made a very tough decision to take a risk and hope that a drier, more more consistent climate would help with her condition. Right. Um, and my wife's a nurse. And so that was helpful because she was able to get a job pretty, pretty like, not easily. It was tough, but mm-hmm. she is so gifted. Right. Um, graduate from Hopkins. So, like, she was top of a list of 26 people and the first person and only person to get hired over the phone by this hospital. Wow. Random fun fact she was hired by the hospital I was born in <laughs> and works in the NICU where I stayed for two weeks oh, as a wow. baby.
0: So it's kind of, it's
1: it's nuts, but that transition was incredibly rough. It was one of the hardest Mm -hmm. times of my entire life, the three months previous to our move. And then all of a sudden I'm starting over with my Mm -hmm. connections and my network. It doesn't matter how many friends, quote unquote, that I have in this industry.
0: Right.
1: Now all of a sudden I have to cultivate those relationships, Mm -hmm. go to coffee all the time, be 150% Jess. (laughs) And that's exhausting. And those first two months, I was incredibly depressed. It was like my wife was going to work and she was having a good time and Mm -hmm. feeling better. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I had plenty of editing work and stuff, but personally, it was tough. And, but now it's, you know, I don't know, it's cool. It's, I guess... I'm an eternal optimist, so spending more than like a month being depressed was really, really weird.
0: <laughs> I was like, I can imagine. What yeah. is this thing? It was really funny. The
1: conversation I had with my wife was like, what is this thing? I'm explaining it to her. Right. She's like, honey, you have depression. That's what that yeah. is. And I was like, <laughs> I don't understand this. Like, I can see it in her, but I couldn't see it in myself. Right. So that's, you know, it's it can be a struggle, but it's been I I plugged into a community right away. Mm. I plugged in for the first time, I'm going to a church in ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's seventy percent queer. By the way, I'm queer, <laughs> 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 and it w- it's been an amazing half of it's like entertainment industry, half of it's therapy, uh, therapists. Right. <laughs> but it's just really cool because it gave me some stability. Right. And yeah. and yeah, and I'm just. I'm grinding, I'm working hard, you know, but I'm also taking care of my mental health and taking yeah. care of myself and spiritually.
0: And that's so important too. I mean, with the hustle, you know, like, you know, I work full time and I, you know, do this and I do a whole bunch of other stuff. And you have to stop and take time for yourself and, and really focus on you before you can even move, you know, your business forward and that. And, well, and as um, an
1: extrovert, I need people. Mm hmm. I need people. I love loving on people. And I didn't realize how much leaving my friends and family... You know, my brother is my best friend and my right-hand man. And all of a sudden, he's 3,000 miles away. Right. You know, it's tough. But... I just talk on the phone a lot more, you know, (laughs) and I live in a weird time zone where my wife works night shifts, so Mm -hmm. I stay up late Mm -hmm. and talk to my friends early in the morning and then go to bed, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, but I found it, I made it work, I'm getting my balance, you know, and I've made friends here, you know, um, so that I can have those, those, but you're right, like, that spiritual balance is so, um, so important, you Mm -hmm. know taking time for yourself.
0: Yeah. And how how have you been able to grow the business um, since you've been here cuz I think part of it's still on the east coast, right? Oh, it's totally on. Yeah, okay. yeah. So
1: we're basically bi-coastal now. Okay. Um my brother and my business partner manage things on the east coast. I well they they handle the work. I manage. So okay. I still I'm still um, producing and directing um, and then I have an on-site director if it's if that's necessary, if it's something beyond interviews or b-roll um and so far it's working really well and i think the reason why is because i've known we were going to move to the west coast for a while and i've been preparing my guys and i also have um it's very important to me to have people on my team that are independent and are artistically independent as well they're good at coming up with their own decisions i do not like yes men
0: Mm -hmm. i will not
1: take on someone that just (laughs) says yes and does whatever i i tell them to I want someone who's going to push back and say actually I had a better idea Mm -hmm. or you know I was thinking how about this you know and I love that I prefer that yes understand that I'm the director but please collaborate
0: right um
1: so that's been going you know really well we're working with the town of habit we've finished several music videos um there's a lot of things going we're still building I don't know how it feels crazy that the plan is working but we're still building, and um, some of I have a relationship with a management company out here um, that I've been working with, um, which has been a really cool experience. And um, and then I've just been hitting the pavement in terms mm-hmm. of making relationships, you know. And um, I've kind of I didn't know if I was gonna uh, gonna allude to this, but um, I'm excited about it, so I want to talk about okay. it. Sure. Um. So. In the past two years, I've had a lot of spiritual growth. And one of the things that's been really interesting for me growing up in a conservative Christian home mm-hmm. and then coming out and being gay, I was a worship leader. I was big in my church, and then I realized I couldn't continue on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still held on to my faith. But I was very alone in that right. for, the, for eight years. And then I found a community of gay Christians. And through that and some healing... I've come back to being involved with worship again and me and a group of individuals have two different projects where we're basically trying to push, um, creative worship spaces for affirming churches, which means that, you know, queer centered, essentially, um, LGBTQ plus Christian, you know, worship. And we're basically, we started an event management and label, um, company that we're going to be kickstarting that we're stoked on. Um, and, it's the time. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. right now is the time and we're excited about creating a space and honestly creating a blueprint for some of the first ever, we're going to be creating the first ever touring worship band that's ever existed, queer touring worship band. And we're going to face a lot of pushback, but right now is the time. And so we're, we're really excited about that. And so we're creating a lot of safe spaces and it's interesting because I felt like I was manifesting two years ago, please, let's, I want to do something in my community. I just didn't know what mm-hmm. community that was going to be, whether it was going to be women or the queer community or or, I never expected the queer Christian community. I'll tell you that. But it's cool <laughs> to see it
0: yeah, too. kind
1: of coming to fruition.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and you're kind of, I think you're in kind of the right place too. Like, I feel like coming out here for me, is a lot of people are reminded. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to really kind of be able to start that and then build it out, I think is.
1: I was in a small town in Dallas three weeks ago, or mm-hmm. outside of Dallas, that, um, and we were doing um, a gathering. We called it the gathering. I had a friend who called me up who went to a small Assemblies of God University, and it was alumni who are LGBTQ or ex alumni, those who got kicked out of the school, um, on a panel having conversation with a room that shouldn't have sat more than 60 people. Mm -hmm. There were a hundred plus people there spilling out the doors, wanting to be there for this conversation. And half of those people were opposing and half of those people were supportive. But I felt this, I felt like spiritually that it was heavy. There was, there was movement, there was growth going on there. And at the end of the, a lot of times when you plant seeds like this, you don't see the growth. Right, right? You, you plant a seed and you just let it go.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: what was cool was a pastor who had basically blackmailed a young um, gay um, boy um, several years before came up to this, this young man crying and begging for her, his forgiveness by the end of it. And that was incredibly exciting to mm-hmm. see that we were making a difference. So being in L.A., meeting people is great, but we're going to these small yeah. little... Places, you know, and I don't know, it's a total different part of my life outside of, you know, but it's connected on the music right. side and the video side. I'm using mm-hmm. those skills to help this community, which I'm just stoked on.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, we run our businesses, but how can we utilize those skills in other ways? Exactly.
1: Yeah. How can so, we give back? Right. I mean, there are so many there are so many individuals, I mean, the not well, touching on something negative for a moment, but, you know, suicide is, is so real when it comes to young LGBTQ mm-hmm. people, and because they're getting kicked out of their homes, and they're being rejected in these conservative spaces, and if we could just create conversations right. that allow people to see that they're real humans, you know, mm-hmm. that we're real, and... We just want a place at the table. We just want right. to have a conversation. We're not trying to change your mind. And allow people to see that you're not alone. Because mm-hmm. for the longest time, we feel that way. We feel that we're alone. And, and anyone can identify this if they're a marginalized person. Right. You know, I just happen to be a lot of different marginalized <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm kind of at this intersection that's like interesting where mm-hmm. I'm a woman, I'm Hispanic, I'm queer. You know and I'm and I'm in the tech I'm a woman like in the tech, tech. industry yeah. <laughs> so, like doing yeah. tech and film and music it's like not common yeah and so I realized because of my wife thank God for my wife she really encouraged me to just stand up and be a voice mm-hmm. and be not even a voice just to be existing just, just exist
0: bring it be yes. the the catalyst that brings kind of everything together yeah allow yeah.
1: people to have ask me questions, yeah. be available, be strong, right? Mm-hmm. I have this strong existence where I know who I am and there aren't a lot of people out there that do and that that have that accessibility. Right. So if, if the internet allows me or anything allows me to reach across thousands of miles to have someone be able to ask me a question, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be there for them, you know? Yeah. And for the longest time, I just wanted to be one of the guys. I didn't want to be judged like because, oh, well, We'll give you a pass because you're a woman or we'll give you a pass. No, I wanted all of my work to be judged the same Mm -hmm. and myself to be judged the same. But what I realized is there aren't enough women standing up, you know, in this industry and being available so that people could just see, like just be exposed to the fact that, and I'm saying young men and young women to be able to see like, oh, Mm -hmm. there's a woman doing this job, right? right? Yeah. Awesome. Like there's Hispanic queer woman doing this job now I feel represented right right and I get emails all the time from people that didn't have the courage to come up and talk to me at a conference mm. um after I was I do a lot of conferences that's actually how you and I met yeah huh?
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I flew back home um for the LVC media back when I was there it was just straight music industry yeah and now now I like how it's evolved how they have all the different media but um that was yeah, kind of an clear. exciting
1: time because I was there for the music um, the music conference the year before it turned into mm-hmm. media, and they asked me to be a, on a panel um, for film to represent video, and we packed that room, and it was 8 a.m.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, most college students don't come out <laughs> for 8 a.m. panels. No. I know. It was the well, biggest, I think I did. It was the biggest but, yeah. room, and
1: we packed it. Yeah. And they said, okay, we have to do something, you know? So... And I think at that conference specifically, I had multiple young um, people send me emails saying, thank you for being here. Thank you for mm-hmm. allowing me to see myself in you, essentially. Yeah. You know, they felt that they were represented and one of the only people. And I hear that all the time. I'll be on a panel uh, with where I'm the youngest. Well, not anymore, thank God. Under- <laughs> There are other young people who are coming yeah. up, but for the longest time, I was the youngest and only woman, um, amongst, a person of color, right? Amongst, amongst all yeah. white dudes, you know, and it was yeah. like because that's what fills the seats in this industry, right? And, um, and so people were excited, you know, mm-hmm. to be represented in some way, um, yeah.
0: And hopefully, I, I had something, you know, something good to say <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, that's why I loved, um, the theme of the conference uh, last fall yes. was that it was all women in music, you know, it was, or in media, you know, it was heavily focused on that. And that's every panelist was female. And I think it really showed the high school and college students that, especially the, the young women, that there is a place for them in the industry. You know, I mean, you have definitely have to fight for it, that's for sure. But, <laughs> yeah. but, think the more we can go out there and go to these conferences and do things like own our production company, yeah. you know, do podcasts, record, yeah. be the people in those seats yeah. that they can then. Yeah, if
1: we fight and break down, you know, machete these branches, then maybe it'll make it a little easier for whoever's following behind us. Exactly. You know, um, I thought it was gutsy for them to do that. I mm-hmm. was so proud of them um you know for standing up and saying we want to do this and just going for it yeah you know um someone could have so easily and I don't know maybe there was a lot of pushback but there was also a lot of young men who were all about it I know yeah. my intern from last um summer Dylan um Smith who's from most of my interns I I steal from LVC because <laughs> um, they're you know I put them through like a barrage of of things to have to get to the point where they can become an intern, um, (laughs) and they earn their place. Um, and Dylan did that. Dylan worked hard for over a year to become an intern. Um, and Dylan was stoked on Mm -hmm. the, that subject. And, um, I think Dylan even ran the women in music panel, Mm -hmm. um, the previous year. I can't remember if he did it this, this past year, but it's, it's exciting to see young men, um, who want to be a part of, the change as well
0: yeah there were a lot in the audience too absolutely yeah
1: because they one question I got one time at a women um in in music panel was or women in industry panel was what can we do for women when they come to us and they say like say I have a co-worker who comes mm-hmm. to me and says like I can't um I can't get our boss to take me seriously or I you know I'm struggling with this issue with this person and what I said um, was interesting. Was I was like, it's not your job to be their prince. It's your job to get behind them and support them in 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 um, fighting back. Right. It's not your job to walk in the door and say you need to listen to her. Mm-hmm. It's your job to get behind her
0: and su- support and support her. Yeah. her
1: mm-hmm. Right. And it's just that mentality. I literally saw all the young men in the in the audience just go. Oh. <laughs> Right. Like yeah. it just, it clicked for them. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, um, and in some cases maybe they do need to be the one that opens the mm-hmm. door, but it's, it, it was, it was a really cool moment.
0: But at the same time, it's going to empower her yes. so much more if she has someone behind her Absolutely. rather than someone going in and fighting her battles for her. hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because y- you say like, I know you're more than capable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to support you in this. Yeah. You know, I'm here for you. I'm here to back you up. I'll exactly. walk out the door with you if you have to walk out. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. It's just a, it's a switching of the way we've been programmed
0: mm-hmm.
1: in society. It's,
0: it's all mindset. And, you know, I talked to, um, Brie Noble last week mm-hmm. about, um, you know, about mindset and everything. Cause she actually, she has a female, uh, musician academy. And she said a lot of the things in that come up in in the academy. These women, it's just it's all mindset. You just have to. I can do. You know, I can do this. You just have to switch it. Right. It's yeah. just like we can't be afraid of what other people think. We can't be afraid to go out there. We can't be afraid to think of what you know men are thinking or you know. It's we just have to. We just have to do it. We just it. have to do it. Yeah. yeah it's
1: interesting because. I ha- I was um, I was struggling to put myself in the shoes of someone who um, was afraid um, for a little bit because I was spoiled a little bit in the sense that my even though I grew up at a conservative Christian home um, my dad who was uh, who's Hispanic and my mom is blonde and blue eyed uh, <laughs> Irish English Welsh French German like big, <laughs> way white yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, my dad would say to me all the time like from from when I can remember four years old up, like you are a strong young Hispanic woman, and you don't let anyone tell you who you are or what to do. I would hear that from him all the time, and that really molded who I am, you know, my stubbornness mm-hmm. my <laughs> my not backing down and it was if I had to work, I would just work harder, you know if I needed to right. you know it wasn't about um I wasn't really comparing myself to others, you know. It wasn't until things were blatantly in my face that I would get discouraged, you know. When mm. I would walk into, you know, a venue with someone that looks like a baby, a nineteen-year-old intern, <laughs> um, and they would ask him if he was if he was ready to go, you know, and it was like, are you kidding me right now? You like things like that were hard, mm-hmm. but I was just. I mean, I don't know. I'm at the point. And maybe that tells you kind of what we're living with in this mm-hmm. world, but I'm at the point where I don't even notice those things. I just have the blinders up and I'm just, I'm just going like, right. you know, like I'm like, okay, I just got to work a little harder. Mm-hmm. I just got to work a little harder. And I just, I just do whatever I need to do to stand out. Yeah. You know,
0: that's good mindset to have just really, you know, just keep moving, keep going. Um, I've had to switch cause I'm kind of the opposite. Like, mm. I always, you know, as an introvert, I always stayed <laughs> in the background, right. you know, and just did my work. And I have really realized in the last couple of years since coming here, like the move to LA was probably the best thing I could have done for myself, mm. not just for career, but as a person, because mm-hmm. now I've had to really go out and join networking events and cultivate relationships there and, you know, become involved at work and and now, as a manager, work, you know, I really have to not be totally extroverted, but just really be mindful and and push for things to right. support my employees and and that. And um, it's just been interesting that that mindset shift that I had to go through something to that get I... to that point, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's like...
1: Something that I found, and I'll use being in the queer community as an example. Something that I found that uh, I think it was probably about. Oh gosh, it might have been like six years ago, six or seven years ago. I had a friend who, um, when I was quote unquote coming out to him, maybe it was even longer ago. I don't even know. He said to me, tell me something that's really news. Like you're basically (laughs) telling me your hair's brown. Like tell me something that's actually news. Mm -hmm. Don't announce the fact that you're gay. Mm -hmm. And what I realized through that, especially in the past couple of years is just how powerful normalizing things are. So, like, mm-hmm. I'll walk in and I'll have a conversation with someone completely new at the bus stop, in the Starbucks line, whatever. I like to make best friends everywhere. <laughs> and within the first couple minutes, I mention my wife. And we just mm-hmm. keep going. Right? Yeah. And it causes people to have to accept right. that this is normal. So whenever I walk into a place and I'm all geared up and then I go to show someone a shot that I sh- that I did and someone's totally impressed by that, I'm changing their mindset. Right. In that moment. So I understand that, you know, when mm-hmm. I'm talking about w- when I used to go into venues um, when I was recording audio for conferences and I would go to all these different venues, I would have like a five minute spiel figured out already that had all the tech terminology that I needed to be able to convince this person that I was right. worth their time for the rest of the weekend Yeah. of recording, right? And I was okay with that because if I, I'm patient enough to be the one that changes their mind. Mm -hmm. and not everyone's built for that yeah but I'm okay with that and I'm okay with ignorant questions as long as you are really eager to just learn
0: exactly right
1: and I can help you reframe that question Mm -hmm. and I'm okay I'm patient for that I'm willing to do that and and hopefully that helps change their perspective in some way you know
0: right and I think too with a lot of the push especially in the last year for women in music that has really opened a lot of people's eyes. Um, I know I started this because of the um, USC Annenberg study. I don't know if you saw that. Mm. Um, inclusion in the recording studio. Mm. So it, it wasn't just gender-based. It was I mean, it was gender, race, kind of all across the board and, and more in the, kind of the production in that realm. Right. But you could really see that disparity, right? Mm-hmm. And that, I think, helped to really point Out to people like this is the state of the industry, and a lot of groups have kind of branched off from that. Mm -hmm. So there's um, the NAM Foundation, which is the um, uh, music products industry, right? Um, They have SWIM, which is Smart Women in Music. Mm. Um, So they brought all the you know music products women together through that. Then there's um, Women in Music um I think there's so many She there, yeah it, they just keep coming out yeah. and I think that's great because you know it's really you know allowing women to have a community
1: yeah we're of, learning of how, other... how to do how the boys club has done so well yes. for so long
0: we'll be, um, we'll be a women's club pretty soon yeah
1: <laughs> it's it's I feel like that's the shift that's happening right mm. it's like you know um I, I moderated a women in industry talk um, and had women across different age spectrums um, at one point. And I was talking to a woman that had started her second career at 50. And this happens mm-hmm. a lot. Women start their second careers after having children and mm-hmm. moving on from their first marriage.
0: And, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go back to work. What am I going to do? Right, yeah. right. And
1: they're moving on to second careers all the time. They're so powerful, mm-hmm. right? And talking to them about, like, what has shifted and what has changed. What, what are the challenges they face? And it's that innate thing of, of feeling like you're supposed to be in competition with the young woman mm. that's also in the office, right? Right. And that's not true anymore. Instead, we're banding together. We're yeah. learning that this is the way that we actually make change. Yeah. You know, the Me Too movement is a great example of that. You know, there's no longer this need to, to continue to conform to society's standards of you're my, you're my um, competition. Right. No. You know, you're my sister. Mm-hmm. You're you're the person that I wanna that I want alongside
0: yeah. me. You know, yeah. in the next collaboration, absolutely. And, um, that's why, like, I don't know um, if you're in a country at all. Totally, um, I'll admit it. Okay, Maren Morris, <laughs> she released the new song "Girl," mm-hmm. and that I think was very powerful because. She has a line about, you know, sharing the crown, and, and I think I think it was sharing the crown, but just basically there's room for all of us mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so
1: many country songs of women trashing other women. Right. Tramps, all this other stuff, and it's like, wow. you know. Yeah. So these kinds... You don't think about the subconscious message that happens mm-hmm. when you're listening to a song and how much it affects yes. you. You know, so that's awesome. I have to listen to yeah. that song. I don't think I've heard that.
0: Yeah, she just released it... Um, it was on her new album that came out last month. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I feel like that, this new generation of at least female country artists, and I don't know about the other.
1: Casey Musgraves. Yeah. Like, holy crap. That was. What she's done this mm-hmm. year is already
0: Well, that was gr- watching her on the Grammys. Yeah. That was. Win best album of the I, year. It's like, what? Pretty much like jumped out of my seat. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, even to see the shift in the Grammys too from mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm because the the report came out last January and then the Grammys happened where I think thing was Alicia Caro was the only one who won on the broadcast and
1: then the president And then Neil of-
0: Portnow said yeah. you know we need to step up and and Pink's reaction was my favorite of all of it and she was like we did we did we're here we're here, here. <laughs> like what do you want and then everything kind of came out of that
1: my friend ebony smith who's the lead audio engineer at Linux records um she uh she put out a a a, an article that went viral with billboard that was basically an answer to his question which Mm was here are all the women producers and just listed hundreds of women producers and what they've done and all the songs that you've listened to and that you that are at top of the charts Right. You know, we are here. Yeah. And I, I was just like, you are badass. Like, <laughs> I awesome. was so proud to be her friend in that yeah. moment. Um, it was such a cool, exciting uh, moment to just be like, yeah, and here you are mansplaining us again. Just right. so you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just liked that... I don't typically watch award shows all the way through. Me either. I put them on and I walk away. I do something else. Like, they're on. Right. But I don't... And I'll come back if I kind of hear something. But I'm pretty sure I sat through that entire Mm. broadcast because I was like, okay, I want to see what has changed this last year. Mm. And just to see everybody up on stage. You know, I'm not a big Miley Cyrus fan. But just to see her on stage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, well, and, and just to, to see this woman accepting awards and then for Casey Musgraves to take yeah. home, like, the most coveted award, it mm-hmm. was just, you know, yeah. it, was, it was just, it was awesome. It was.
1: I'm just excited to have um, more perspective, more diversity in mm-hmm. perspective, yeah. you know, present. I think that, like, I've seen it change in my business a little bit. Um, now I'm the one that's reminding people that they need that perspective. <laughs> Um, at times, but mm. it is, it is exciting to have someone go, I never would have thought of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether it, it's a creative idea or it's a storyline for a music video, or it's a, a way to reach their audience with a documentary. Right. And people are just like, I never would have thought of that. And it's like, yeah, cause you've grown up in this type of privilege. You don't,
0: mm-hmm.
1: your perspective isn't there. Right. My perspective is different. You know, and that's going to help us to, you know, to reach more people. Right. You know, the minority is the majority now.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's what's great about what you do, right, in your business, is that you can bring that creativity and the perspective. In. And I think that's why you guys are doing so well. Is you just
1: yeah, I just recently started an ad agency, and um, we're still kind of building it and kind of using Springwood mm-hmm. as an umbrella for right now but um we were brought on by the town of Havergrades um to do their branding videos and um everyone that's on <laughs> that's in political seat there pretty much is 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 white and straight mm-hmm. but the marketing manager Adam is so he's he's so passionate about the diversity of their town and he when they brought us on they he basically asked me um you know they wanted to show What's true about this this town, which is there are all kinds of people there, and they're completely welcome, and honestly, it's like a great little gay vacation destination without <laughs> anyone knowing it. Right. Really? Yeah. And so many gay business owners there, LGBTQ business owners, and um, and so I pitched this idea to them two years before they hired us. Small government takes forever to move. <laughs> <laughs> um and he came. They came to me after that and just said, "We want, we want you because you're you're the only um, person that seems to understand how to move mm-hmm. us forward." And the last shot in the first video that we ever did for them, which was about their Christmas lights, was a old, um, an older couple, um, gay gay men who have been in that town and are in the military, um, and they they kissed walking down mm-hmm. the street, and they said. Even a couple of years ago, they didn't know how comfortable they'd feel about that. But then after the video came out, there was 10,000 shares in less than two days, all organic. Oh, wow. No money behind it. Yeah. People were so excited to say, this is our town.
0: That's awesome. People were ready
1: for the change. People are ready. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, just look at what is it, Congress or the Senate, you know, like, (laughs)
0: like, people are ready. Yeah, definitely.
1: And so I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm very excited. Yeah.
0: Um. So you you just said you created the ad agency and you're yeah, kind of bringing this here and yeah and, and it it's, it'll be
1: it's gonna take time to grow. It's just it's about. Um, I I really fell in love with branding and marketing mm-hmm. in what I was doing with Springwood and um, one of the things that makes us different is that we're not just a production company that you hire and tell them what tell us what to do. We don't right. we don't do it that way. <laughs> Normally, <laughs> um, if we're working with you, it's because it has nothing to do with money. Right. Um, it has everything to do with your talent, um, your performance skill, and what you what you're about, mm-hmm. um, and whether or not our chemistry works. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, I'll spend an hour and a half on the phone with the client before I even dive in with them, and and then we we decide okay we want to move forward. And then I work on the creative production aspect of things, and kind of if they want to be involved, they can be mm-hmm. as much as they want to. Um, but I'll come up with full concepts. Um, I even take an analysis of their social media and decide what direction they should go. And I've had people come to me ready to do a music video mm-hmm. and then redirected them to doing a series of docu videos to build their audience and then do a music video. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, I want them to grow. If they don't grow, then we didn't do our job.
0: Right. Yeah. And then
1: I've fallen in love with the formula of push, of promoting and, and, um, all the stats of Facebook and YouTube mm. and, um, following trends. And so what I realized is all small businesses are the same. Um, mm. and, um, I had a similar passion for that. So I started the ad agency and, um, it's a slow build and we'll get there, but, um, but I'm excited for what that can turn into and kind of allow me cause Springwood is a niche business and I don't want to confuse people. We did mm-hmm. one thing that was different last year, year and a half ago and people got so confused <laughs> we did a, a, a jeep tour and um it was an amazing experience but literally people were like are you still doing music videos we're like oh my gosh
0: <laughs> go back to music calm down
1: <laughs> so so we understand yeah. this is what springwood needs needs to stay focused on right. and then start another company similar team problem. but have it be completely separate so we're working on it slowly but surely
0: that's awesome yeah i was gonna ask you know kind of what you're looking forward to in the future but Sounds like you're I'm, kind of going in that direction, and yeah, I yeah. mean, I
1: I think Springwood is growing itself, and and I'm I've gotten um, pretty pretty okay at not being a total control freak and like actually <laughs> trusting my team, um, and um, and also allowing myself to have joy in other things. So like, there's my separate brand as well. I started mm-hmm. building myself as you know, I love to to do to speak and mentor. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot more of that like traveling around um to different conferences. I um doing cinematography for film has been a new amazing experience that I've started to do and um and that's just I don't know I'm excited for what the what doors that will open up. But yeah, just building my own name separately because it's hard when you start a business as I'm sure mm-hmm. you understand and it becomes synonymous. Your name and the business Mm -hmm. are the same thing. And it's all of a sudden, you're like, wait, do I really want to be molded to this? And I had to learn to separate those two things and allow Springwood to exist on its own Mm -hmm. and become its own thing and continue to grow and then allow me to be my own thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel similar like right now because I'm so small, just starting out, it's all kind of one, but I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay. How do I create my own brand, mm-hmm. and then have the business as its own brand? Mm-hmm. And Instead it takes time. Yeah,
1: it absolutely takes time, but it's it's really cool to to notice that and then continue. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many businesses don't make it past what, like five years. I think it's what is the number? I
0: think it's three.
1: It might be is it three. two or
0: three. It's something. It's it's very low. Like yeah,
1: and to be like, wow, I've been doing this. For, I'm that stubborn. I've been doing yeah. this for ten years. <laughs> <months." laughs>
0: yeah and you know i i'm i'm going on a year now the blog launched um beginning of march It was right before um international women's day mm. last year so i'm going on a year and then officially as a business will be in september because it was kind of like oh i'm gonna blog about oh, yeah, this stuff and now it's like no i really want to do this yes. as something um but i'm kind of like you like i I've got it and I will and I've opened a bank account and I'm not giving up. Like it's gonna, I'm going to make it work. Yes. You know, you, you just have to, Well you only need to hear
1: back from one person that listened. Right. And have them yeah. say, wow, what you said or what they said really changed mm-hmm. the way that I saw myself or the way that I treated my business or whatever. And you just go, yep, I got to keep doing this. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what it was like with, with doing Springwood, it was, I could see the change and some of, you know, I've been told by over a hundred different clients that I should have been a therapist. Like, <laughs> they're like, how did you, how did you know? Or, and you know, trying to help people because basically I'm taking my art
0: mm-hmm. and I'm taking
1: their art and we're making a baby, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're merging together to create something. And if I'm going to come on board, I want to do something that's going to help you to grow in some way. Right. I want to help you Mm -hmm. to express your art and to really, really touch the people that you want to touch, you know, and for it to be therapeutic for you as an artist. And and I think that that care and concern and that passion is one of the reasons that, you know, one of the things that differentiates me from Mm -hmm. so many people are just trying to survive and make a buck and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just different. Yeah. Then why I do what I do.
0: Well, and that's why you've been able to. Be stubborn and go for so long, right? Like to have some kind, you know, the compassion and and to be something that's more than okay. This is how we're gonna make money. Like this is it, right? Like I notice a lot of that with listening to the pod podcasts I listen to and following these entrepreneurs that I follow. They all have some kind of passion. And they yeah. care about something, right? And that's why they're yeah. successful. Um, and even, you know, the women I've met in the industry, you know, they, they come out to these networking events and they talk and they want a mentor and they for answer, free, they'll spend yeah,
1: money to get themselves out there exactly. to reach people.
0: Answer, they'll answer questions, you yeah. know, they'll, after they've done their, their lecture, you know, panel, you know, they'll come out and they'll talk, you know, and well, I Well, you're a good
1: example of that. Today, you worked all day. <laughs> it's like nine o'clock at night. We're sitting in your, in your living room. You might be in yoga pants, but after you worked out, (laughs) but you worked all day and now you're doing this thing just so that you can give back. I mean, you're Mm -hmm. not making any money on this and that's, you know, at first, and that's not to say that those who make money aren't giving. Mm -hmm. It's just to say that like the start of that, that passion, that Mm -hmm. like that drive is about giving back and, Um, and maybe it's to, to, to grow yourself spiritually as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I gain something from every single one of the, the projects that I work on, you know, Mm -hmm. and I tell people all the time, if, if I stop loving this, I will quit. I will stop doing this. Mm -hmm. I will find something else to love, Yeah. you know? Um, and soon enough I'll be starting my own podcast as well. That's in an area that is completely unrelated to anything music, (laughs) which is something that I care about and I will, and, and it will be um, it will feed that part of me that mm-hmm.
0: needs, that needs that. Yeah.
1: You know? So,
0: yeah. Um, just a couple quick questions as we wrap up here, cause we're, we're really good cause... at going down. rabbit Yes, trails. So we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've kind of talked a lot about, you know, advice for women starting in music. Is there any advice that you would have uh, for anyone looking to start either in music or in film, entertainment, you know? I would say for anyone,
1: woman or mm-hmm. not, um, get out there and get your hands dirty, you know? Give yourself away um, in situations like intern and um, and just start creating, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I did, and, and that seemed to work out really well. You know, I surrounded myself with people. Another thing is... Find the people that are succeeding um, and that have amazing energy, you know, mm-hmm. and surround yourself with those people. Um, don't put up with bullshit, you know, and you'll see that kind of get rubbed off on you. And you'll realize soon enough you'll look around at the people surrounding yourself and be like, why are all these amazing people my friends? And then you realize, <laughs> oh, I might be amazing, too. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and you grow and you learn yeah. and um, you have to you're going to fall a lot. Just have to get back up, you know. And I think practically, um, I tell people all the time. Like, I did not wait until I left college to start. I was in college. I made relationships with the security guards and stayed in the studio until 5 a.m. When they said, "Oh, Jess, by the way, I'll be back by 5:30, just so you know." And I'm like, "Okay, thanks, Bob. <laughs> Give Bob a cheeseburger. Go into the studio. Be there with the drummer till 5 a.m. Like I busted my butt, mm-hmm. you know, and I, not only just working hard and, and striving to do your best, like, when I did my first film, I didn't shoot anything on campus, everyone else did, they just wanted to get an A, they didn't care about, Mm -hmm. they weren't thinking outside of it, I wasn't even thinking about the grade, I was thinking about what I was creating, you know, and making that impact, you know, being an artist, so, um, I ended up making, (laughs) I actually won awards, first film festival, first film I ever made, you know, and, that wasn't my goal, but, you know, th- there was a reward there, and mm-hmm. sometimes there won't be, and sometimes they'll just be scraped knees,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's worth it, you know, as long as you love what you love. Go out there, find other women-owned businesses, young men and young women, like, see, you mm-hmm. know, see the difference and um, offer yourself, you know, what can mm-hmm. I do for you, you All know? Right? Not what can they do for you, what can I do for you, Exactly. you know? Here's my skill set, I would love to help, I would love to work. Yeah. No one wants to use people for free mm-hmm. for too long. They'll be like, what can I give back to this young person that's helping, you know, that's, that's working their butt off, you know. Um, it might just be administrative work, and the next thing you know, someone will hand you a camera. Right. Or someone will tell you to set up the microphones in the studio.
0: Whatever it is. Yeah. Well, it's how, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, stories you hear from way back, they got their start in the mailroom. Mm-hmm. And they got to see what came in, what went out they got to know everybody because mm-hmm. they went to every single office to deliver mail. Yep. And whether or not they actually got to talk to the person, they they were just there, right? And you know, as long as you can start somewhere and cultivate those relationships work, and
1: being on time, like the basics, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but you got to be talented and you got to mm-hmm. be willing to see whether or not this is something you're good at. Not everyone's good yeah. at everything. So Ask your friends who are, hey, can you listen to this? Mm -hmm. Hey, can you look at this? Tell me how to improve. I haven't stopped doing that. And if you do, then you're doing it wrong. You know, I'm always sending first drafts to people. What do you think? What's your opinion? Mm -hmm. It's important, you know? So there's all kinds of ways, but I think talent will shine. Eventually, You know, I often, when starting a conversation with people, because I know that it's tough as a woman to be taken seriously when I'm saying that I can produce or I can, I can do um, your video production, um, they're not subconsciously. It's, it's the, the thing that we're fighting here is the subconscious nature mm-hmm. of the way we've been trained, right, to not mm-hmm. take women seriously in these roles. So what I do is I literally show my work first.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I show them something, they're impressed, and then I go, And then I continue to explain like that's, you know, and when they realize with video, it's easy because they can look at something Mm -hmm. and go, okay, that's talent, right? Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, in some other fields, it's hard, you know, maybe it's something you produced or recorded or a track or something. Right. Play it for them first and then start a conversation. Don't just talk someone up, Mm -hmm. right? As a woman, that's one of the little, I think, shortcuts that I've learned to being taken seriously from the from the moment that we start a conversation,
0: you know? Yeah. That's some great advice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to come up with some practical advice. Yeah. Um, Do you have any favorite books, podcasts, people that inspire you, keep you moving? Goodness. That's
1: interesting. I feel like, why is this so hard to answer? (laughs) So I'm not a big book reader. Um, I wish I was, I, I love, I, okay, I'll, 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 actually reframe that. I really love fantasy books. So for me as a creator, I need my imagination to be mm-hmm. constantly cultivated. So there are certain things that I, I watch just to keep myself fresh and to like pushing, push myself outside of, of, you know, um, my framework. Um, I really love true crime. So I listen to a lot of <laughs> true crime. <laughs> <laughs> which is horrible because I'm sitting, like, outside of my door that's, like, 50 feet away and, like, oh, I don't really want to walk. So I've learned not to play them at <laughs> late at night. Um, let's see. Oh, man, this is tough. I listen to so many podcasts. Let me pull out my phone. How about okay. that? Okay. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna make this easier. Um, I feel like I should have. So my favorite podcast of all time right now is not something that – it's just if you're into true crime and comedy, you'll like it is my favorite murder. Um, I'm obsessed with that, but that has nothing to do with (laughs) entrepreneurship. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I also like really educational podcasts. Um, so Cameron Esposito does a podcast called query where she interviews someone who is, um, who's queer LGBTQ, Mm -hmm. um, and, and in the industry. Um, And that's really cool because it it exposed me to people that I wouldn't have known about um, and I can support, right? Right. Because we, as women especially, or those of us that are marginalized groups, we have to really go after it, right? Mm -hmm. Like when, um, what is the show? Um, Jane the Virgin Mm -hmm. came on as someone who grew up in in a uh, Hispanic and, and white household. Like, seeing that kind of, like, exist on this show was really exciting for me. Like, I, I, there was one time I was just, there were tears in my eyes after the first couple of episodes because I felt like I was being represented.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, I need to support the show. Right? right. It's just a TV show, but, like, instead of watching the billions of other options that I had that are primarily white, straight cast.
0: Mm, reality or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: I watched this show and, and because I felt seen, mm-hmm. you know, and I wanted to support it. So, like, thinking about those kinds of things is important, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I love all the NPR stuff. Um, but right now, for me, um, if you're into spiritual stuff, um, Kevin Garcia, who's a good friend of mine, does a podcast called A Tiny Revolution, um, talks about um, all kinds of different things, um, how to come out, Um, as an LGBTQ Christian, um, young, black, and gifted in the LCA, um, being, I'm just trying to think of like, Mm. if you're queer and into this kind of stuff, queer in Latin America, just different, different things that, um, relate back to spirituality. There's also a really great podcast run by two women called Zigzag. Um, Mm. that's, um, they came from, from like the startup blog um and they kind of you follow them trying to create a blockchain startup um and they don't know much about it and they both came from npr background and it's really cool (sighs) to see them create Mm -hmm. you know and um they're following that the whole time so yeah there's all kinds of um and again two women running a podcast it's like support that yeah you know what i mean um and I feel like I'm sure I'm missing things, I'll <laughs> we'll leave this and I'll be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? So so I guess, yeah. you know, um for me when it comes to supporting media, um, pay attention. It's like paying attention to the nutrition facts on a on a, la- yeah. on a label, right? It's like, what am I putting into my body?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What are you putting into mm-hmm. your ears? What are you putting into your eyes? Right, like what are you exactly. putting into your spirit, into your brain? Pay attention. All of it matters. Mm-hmm so I think I think that's probably more exclusively my advice. Like recently, anytime I pick up a book, it's written by a queer person or woman or someone of color. Like I'm trying to be specifically supportive mm-hmm. um, of these people, you know. Um, also it feels really, really amazing to feel seen. Yeah, it changes the way you feel about yourself, you know, something mm-hmm. for my. Something that I've developed in the past couple of years, which for whatever reason, I didn't fully realize it until the past couple of months, was my own personal confidence as a person. You know, I'm a, I'm a curvy, short, um, masculine of center, genderqueer person, and there are a lot of things that are pushing back on me in that way. Um, but I feel handsome as fuck, <laughs> and I feel whole. Yeah. And I, I know who I am, And, um, I have confidence and it, it spreads to the people who I meet and the people who Mm -hmm. I spend time with. And you think, oh no, I don't want to be overly confident. I don't want to be cocky, Mm -hmm. but there's a big difference between those two. Right. And to walk into a room and know who you are, um, and to give attention to someone makes them feel special. Mm -hmm. And they realize this person knows who they are, (gasps) whether or not they can say those words, they feel it. Mm And they say, man, I must feel, I must be someone special, you know? And you've rubbed that off on people. And that's been kind of my own personal journey and gift, you know, for myself and to the world right now Mm -hmm. is, you know, I walked into a room at a conference um, and I had a guy come up to me and say, like, the last two years that I've seen you, I just keep going, how do I get that kind of swagger? (laughs) And he was a bi dude Mm -hmm. and... It was a really great conversation. After that, to just like kind of like help him um, feel confident again, or learn mm-hmm. how to feel confident, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, so so I don't know. I think that I think that it's important, you know, to um, to your own personal health, you know, mm-hmm. in so many ways to have
0: balance. Yeah, and just you know, another kind of piece of advice for being in this industry as. A women marginalized group is just like you said. Just be confident, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're walking in a room and you hide in the corner like I used to, <laughs> right. you know, you're not going to get anything out of it. You know, it's I joined, better for you to have stayed home than to yes, have been seen
1: as the person hiding hiding in the, in the corner. corner.
0: Yeah, you know, so that's why I joined. Um, there's a networking group in L.A. called Brunchwork, mm. and I joined them. And the first uh, the first day I walked in, I was getting ready to go hide in the corner (laughs) and um one of the hosts of the event came up to me and just started talking to me Mm -hmm. she and I are friends now
1: that's awesome um
0: and it's going to these events about two to three times a month it's really helped me you know now I walk in with confidence Mm -hmm. you know and I may not know anybody in the room like my friend may not be there and you know but now I feel like I can approach People, I can sit down, you know, we start off the, the first half hour is brunch, right? So we, we get food. I don't know why I haven't been to this thing. It
1: includes food? It includes I'm food. I'm sorry. I'm there. Um,
0: we usually get a tender <laughs> green or sweet green. Um, and we sit down and depending on where we are, it might be at a table. And I went to one back in the beginning of March and it was um, – Uh, someone from Reese Witherspoon's company, I think, Hello Sunshine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's called. And then um, one of the co-founders of FabFitFun, which is the quarterly subscription box. Mm -hmm. And I sat down at a table with women um, in film, in, you know, tech, tech startups and all that, and was able to just start having these conversations because I now finally have that confidence to walk Mm, into the room right right. so totally and we i connected with one we went and had brunch um so she could talk to me about you know this tech startup that she's working for and how you know how this company could help maybe what i'm doing Mm -hmm. in my business so it's people have the pick up on energy man have the confidence and you you never know what you're gonna you're gonna find so absolutely i think
1: energy is huge I mean, like, I've had people walk up to me and just be like, I have to know you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's an awesome feeling. It is. It's a great feeling. And I've done the same to others,
1: you know, where I'll just be like, I have to know you. Mm -hmm. Like, let's talk. Okay, let's go to coffee, you know. Um, Exactly. And it isn't about, I think, understanding where your intention is is Mm -hmm. important, right? Like, It isn't about how can this person help me. It isn't about that. Mm-hmm. It's it's how can I get to know this person and maybe we can do something awesome together. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And if you can stay in a healthy frame of mind, then mm-hmm. you'll go far. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. I don't know. This yeah. has been great.
0: Yeah. This really has been awesome. Um, one last question. This All right. is hopefully pretty easy. Where can my (laughs) listeners find you, Springman Productions online?
1: Absolutely. So, um, because my first name is everyone else's names in in the late (laughs) '80s, and my last name is every other Mexican, like the Smith of Mexicans, um, I had to add my middle name. So, if you go to at Jess Grace Garcia um, on Instagram or on Facebook, you can find me. Please reach out to me, message me. I am accessible um, in any format. Um, my email is jgarcia at springwoodproductions.com. If you're interested in an internship, I don't care where you're located. We can make things work. Um, I really would love to have some young women on my team. Um, and, um, I would say, and then Springwood is, uh, springwoodproductions.com and, um, our handle everywhere is at springwoodproductions. Um, yeah. Pretty
0: easy to find. Yeah, so. awesome. And I'll uh, I'll include all those in the show notes. And awesome. Um, I'll also in their Broken Goss Collective. Um, if you're looking for interns, I'll put out there. Yes. Um, I, will I know we that. have some LA-based women in the group too. So I'm not sure what they're looking Sweet. for, but we can reach out and. Um, yeah, and you're you're in there too. So yeah, I
1: am. I am. So yeah.
0: So if you're in the collective, um, reach out in there or join the collective. I'm real easy to to talk to,
1: I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully this conversation has led you to believe that. (laughs) Not too intimidating.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. This was awesome, Jess. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com. Subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at The Broken Glass Collective.